0: nvbdc.org. It was established to certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses. You'll find out how they can help your business by going to nvbdc.org. We want to thank Legal Help for Veterans. Legal Help for Veterans fights for veterans' disability rights all across the nation. You can reach them at 800 693 4800 or on the web at legalhelpforveterans.com. Welcome. I am Jim fosone and this is Veterans Radio's spotlight on the National Veteran Business Development Council, known as NVBDC. Uh, this uh, is a partnership, really, between Veterans Radio and NVBDC. Uh, NVBDC is the nation's leading third-party authority for certification of veteran-owned businesses of all sizes. This was uh, established in 2013. It's a 501c3. uh, And it addresses, NVBDC addresses the growing need to identify and certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses for the corporate or commercial marketplace as well as uh, uh, government work. NVBDC administers a rigorous certification process designed to withstand the scrutiny of governmental and corporate entities seeking to utilize certified veteran-owned businesses. And we want to welcome to Veterans Radio today, Bill Currens, who's one of those guys who went through the certification process. Bill, welcome to Veterans Radio. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you having me on. Well, Bill is the president and managing partner of Cornerstone Consulting Organization, uh, sometimes referred to as CCO Consulting. Uh, I believe you're head- headquartered down in Tampa, Florida.
1: Uh, actually, we're in, uh, we have three companies, Jim, that we own uh, under CCO Capital. Uh, one is CCO uh, that you just mentioned. Uh, we're, uh, we're actually kind of an anti consulting company. We were, uh, being a, a veteran-owned company, we get in the foxhole, and we actually, instead of pontificate like a lot of consultants, we actually go out and do. And we help our companies, our, our clients, win the battle. We have a second company. Uh, it is down in Florida. That's PSS, Premier Staffing. They are also a proud member of the MVBDC. And underneath their umbrella, there's a third company, Interim HR. So the Premier Staffing, PSS, is what they go by. Uh, does general staffing from technical staffing, uh, strike prevention staffing on down to just regular staffing, <clears throat> like you would have in your manpower at Decos or or similar companies like that. And then the interim HR or IHR does uh placements. So we do from anything from the CEO level of various companies all the way down to technical resources. So uh I guess uh so there's kind of a three in one bundle here and in all very, very proud members of the M V
0: B D C Jam. Well it's it's very interesting the growth here. And, and I look at uh, primarily CCO, the consulting or anti consulting, and really like the concept uh, because, as uh, military folk, and I should mention that Bill graduated from the United States Military Academy at West Point in 1993. He served uh, both active and reserve duty till about 2003. And, and uh, subsequently picked up his master's degree, uh, MBA, in in about 2002. But what I liked, Bill, about your anti-consulting company, and I watched some of the videos, you get in there and talk about, we're not just going to write you a report and put it on the shelf. We're going to get into the foxhole with you and down on the plant floor and figure out uh, what needs to be done. So it seems like a little bit different uh, uh, set of experiences and deliverables, maybe from your background in industry, but also maybe from some time in the army. <laughs> exactly right.
1: Well, I was uh, I was a uh, tanker, so I wasn't uh, a ground pounder like Eleven Bravos, but spent a lot of time with them. But um, you know, the the war, you know, whether you're a tanker or your combat arms. Um, is is one in the trenches and uh, you have to go out and fight the battle. So what we decided to do and, and I spent a good bit of my time in corporate America working for large companies um, and not to uh, criticize them at all but there was oftentimes consultants brought in to Basically, outline what we already knew was wrong. Give us a real, you know, pretty PowerPoint presentation, a really big fee, and say, "Hey, here's what you need to do to go fix it." We were like, "Hey, no, we need to do." Wait a
0: minute, that's what we wanted you guys for. (laughs) (laughs) We
1: we need additional calories, or additional energy, or additional warriors on the field to help us go. You know, get uh, you know, get significant force on mass. And, uh, you know, on objective here, force on objective. And so that's what we provide. We you know, my partner, who is not a military member uh, that started this with me, Scott Wozniak, and I uh, have a very similar mindset. And then Chris Ostrander, who's a 1991 grad of the Academy, he was the former president of Cooper Tire and CEO of AP Exhaust, joined us two years later uh, in 2017. And uh, we said, hey, we've got to design something different here to be able to help our clients in times of need. So although we're in the consulting space, essentially we provide subject matter experts, whether it's injection molding, CNC programming, stamping, uh, die casting, any type of assembly, robotics automation. Uh, we have a, a bunch of skilled experts. And, and and here's another hit for the, you know, uh, a, a thumbs up for the MBBDC. Um, we have, they have helped us grow so much Just the connections that we have that we are now a corporate sponsor, along with being a proud member for our companies. And they have a database, which has helped us grow, of technical experts coming out of the military. So I do want to get it on record here, Jim. Anybody with a technical career, mechanic, uh, robotics, uh, systems... Anybody transitioning, um, you know, I would definitely look at if you want to make a single shingle or your own business, get with the MVBDC, it can help and get in their database. And also, you know, to contact us direct because many of our folks that we use are veterans and a lot of that comes from the database in the MVBDC. So, yeah, we got warriors that go out and actually get the job done.
0: Well, you jumped uh, ahead of me a little bit, which is great, uh, some of the value of being with NVBDC. But talk to me a little bit about the decision to go ahead and get certified and the process in doing that.
1: We were one of the early adapters. I think we were year two or year three. And, and you know, we had a tremendous amount of frustration, you know, not to beat the government processes up, but everybody knows it's very bureaucratic. Um, we We got our VCE certification, but it just seemed like there was a lot of fraud going on out there. Anybody could just claim or make up stuff that they were um, a veteran-owned company. And that made the competition, you know, a lot more wonky. I mean, there, we saw anything from, like, somebody, you know, adds a veteran to a board and said, hey, we're veteran-owned. That doesn't interact with the business, to um, You know, just some really weird stuff Um that that we saw with other investors taking advantage or, you know, even, you know, going online. I mean, you can go online and fake a copy of a DD-214. So we wanted a trusted, uh, you know, certifying body. So we did some research and we found out about Keith King and what he created. And I want to go on record and say Keith King is a remarkable, honorable Vietnam veteran. I want to say it again. He's a remarkable hero, American hero. What he's done and the sacrifices he's made, behind closed doors to fight for our veterans is, is amazing. And the team he's put together is amazing, but what they do is they draw the line. They make sure that you are truly a veteran, that you truly own the majority of the company, that you truly are engaged in the day to day, that your D14 is legit. Um, so they take care of folks that are truly veterans. Uh, and because he's done the right thing took taking taken the harder, um, path than the easier wrong path that a lot of these certifying bodies have done. Um, he has now became, uh, and, and well, not Keith, but the MVBDC has become the, the nation's largest certifying body, and uh, they help on both ends. They help corporate sponsors uh, be able to you know access legitimate metronome companies of value, and those folks that will go out there who have fought wars, who sacrificed for a nation to help give back, and uh, and also gateway the veterans to massive companies, Walmart, Chase, Ford, GM. Uh, so it's a wonderful organization. So I do wanna give a plug in for them and what they've been able to do. And again, for us, it's been extremely beneficial to have this relationship. And what we're doing also is it works both ways, Jim. So we are now bringing some very large, iconic American companies like PACCAR, which is Kenworth and Peterbilt. They are so good at supporting vets. Not a member of the MVBDC yet, but they're going to be engaging as a as, as, a, as a big-time member. You know, Mercedes uh, uh, U.S., uh, you know, MBUSI, Mercedes-Benz U.S. International, they're a client of ours. They're very interested. You walk into their plant in Tuscaloosa, veterans all over the walls, what they support, but yet unfamiliar with the MVBDC. So also, anybody who's listening that is a member of the MVBDC with your clientele base, Get the message out because what we want to do is help accelerate the MVBDC to be, you know, the, this large unifying body to help gateway veteran-owned businesses to the the, the large players because it's a it's a win-win for both.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we turn here a little bit, um, Bill, as people think about. Um, Getting certified and, eh, you know, it's just another stamp uh, or a flag up, I put. Um, what's really different about NVBDC's approach and Keith King's approach is really that networking, isn't it? So that so that the veteran-owned business gets exposed not only to other veteran-owned businesses, but, but big and small cusp- potential customers. That's really kind of unique. Have you been able to take advantage of it? It sounds like you have.
1: Well, yeah, in some cases that we have, now I'm gonna say this, each business is different. So I would say our business has the hardest hurdle of any to climb as an NVBDC member. If you're a caterer, if you're a janitorial service, if you're landscaping, if you provide a a product like fasteners, you know, screws, nuts, bolts, if you provide something straightforward, it's gonna be even more beneficial. If our company goes out, Jim, if we if we fail, I mean, we, we are the fix-it company. We go out and we fix broken suppliers of these very, very large OEMs, um, you know, to, to Ford, but not only Ford, like, you know, Overhead Door. I can go on and just, you know, consumer manufacturing, financial institutions, restaurant and retail. If we fail, that company may fail. So it's very high risk, and when we first enter the market – just you know the MVBDC were like hey guys where's our help out here and they were actually quietly continuing to introduce us to people but in our space we had to build our reputation because you know you're not going to get business just because you're a veteran on you got to go out and earn it Amen. which we did but now since we've gone out and built that reputation it lowers so many hurdles but just going to the events, I mean, if, you, if you're if you interested in becoming a member, which I encourage any veteran owned business to do, even if you're a single shingle, the cost of entry is so low for the benefit you get. Going to the events and being able to sit across from a 60, 80, 100 billion dollar company for you to help gateway your business in. And that's where these one-on-one networkings occur. It's worth all the value in the world. And that's where the MBBDC provides helpers. They have four or five events every year where they bring in these large billion dollar roundtable sponsors. Uh, that means that they spend a billion dollars or more each year, each of these companies in just diversity spend alone, which, you know, uh, service disabled and veteran owned businesses is a diversity category spend. Uh, to line you up uh, face-to-face with these decision-makers. Uh, so there couldn't be a better venue. And I would say the MBBDC, uh not only that, the altruistic way. Keith's had to make a lot of sacrifices. Get to know Keith. He is, he is a great guy, an American hero, not only from the time he fought. There's not too many of those Vietnam vets left. But what he's doing now, standing in the gap to defend our, our veterans, to give them the right amount of attention – you know, and to make sure that it's truly veteran-owned companies, not fraud or other things happening, is of extreme value. So that's for all those reasons and a whole lot more why we wanted to become, you know, a member of the MVBDC as a member, as a veteran-owned company. And again, now since we've, you know, exploded past $100 million a year and we continue to grow um, – we know it's going to be the mvbdc it's time for us to give back and start hiring vets ourselves, which we have a, a program and the easiest way to get veteran owned intake is to be a sponsor of the MBDC. so now we're sitting on both sides because i get the best of both worlds not only are we a member and we have access to a lot of these large companies more importantly we have access to veterans transitioning out of the military joining the company starting their own businesses that could come in and subcontract for us and, and do a fascinating and wonderful work all around the world.
0: We're talking to Bill Currens, who's the president and managing partner of a group of companies, uh, Cornerstone Consulting Organization. Um, uh, let me back up though, Bill. I mentioned at the outset, you went to West Point. How did a nice kid like you end up at West Point?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm an old country, you know, truly a redneck, I guess, in the way of, uh, I was I had sunburn on my neck. Because uh, I was out in the farms, uh, fields, baling straw, baling hay, feeding the, the cows, cleaning the pigsty, uh, southern, south-central Ohio. I went to a very rural school called Logan Elm. Um, parents were uh, lower middle class or upper or lower class. My dad was a blue-collar sheet metal worker. Uh, not enough money. Had enough money to put three squares on the table and have five good outfits. Uh, not enough to go to college. And so I focused on academics and football and uh, community service. I was an Eagle Scout. I needed to create ways that because my parents wasn't going to financially be able to, to pay for the way. I uh, wound up being an all-state football player, uh, outside linebacker, in, in high school. Had some offers, uh, several Division One colleges, including like uh, uh, Penn State and uh, in West Virginia. Way back in the day, also had some academic scholarships from. Um, Offered from some Ivy League schools uh, to go uh, also play football. Uh, And, uh, you know, taking my visits, I went to West Point and said, this is the hardest doggone thing and the most honorable thing I could possibly do. I was a knucklehead, always wanted to challenge myself. Uh, Went in uh, as a football player. um, Got an appointment from now our governor, Mike DeWine. He was a congressman way back in the day. And, uh, and uh, went there, uh, got an engineering degree in civil engineering, played football all four years, uh, started uh, part of my, my junior year. I had a really good friend of mine that got hurt that was ahead of me in the depth chart. Uh, and then my senior year um, was the starter at tight end. And uh, I, I learned a lot from West Point. A lot of it is how not to treat people, believe it or not, with some of the nonsense that went on there. But I, I learned a lot about character leadership. And that caromed on into my military career because we had, you know, 9-11. I was uh, in my reserve unit. We had a, an enemy prisoner of war CI unit. And we just got done serving a rotation with Kosovo, with Milosevic, when that was happening. And we were running the jail over there. And then 9/11 hits, and there was no TSA, and all those experiences from West Point and the leadership and the stress, you know, nothing was ever more stressful than you know being a plebe at West Point. And when we, you know, had to face um, some of those R categories, we were bringing bad guys back from uh, Afghanistan to Guantanamo, and my unit, and the other half of the unit was actually doing security because there was no TSA at the time. So those lessons at West Point and why I went into West Point. Uh, is because I want to get back to the uh, to the country I want to serve and even today we serve very proud American companies help them stand up on their own help them get out of pickles help uh, provide livelihoods and good career paths for many people Um, love what I do and uh, and and love the path I took and it's one of servitude and it's one of um, you know one that to help others uh, continue to get better.
0: Well, one of the things that uh, certainly comes out of this, Bill, and you've kind of uh, alluded to it is, you know, your military g- career gave you a certain focus and discipline and uh, ability to work on hard things to get them accomplished. But certainly that carried through your uh, uh, professional career at uh, such big-name companies as Vistion, the Carlisle Group, and Lear Corporation, and n- now running your own shop uh, with uh, a couple of great guys. Um, you know, I, I ask a lot of guys who've been in the military and have uh, some exposure to it. You know, is it something today that you'd recommend to your kids or your grandkids? Is it, is it still got the uh, lure that you, that drove that uh, farm boy to give it a chance?
1: Look, uh, it, it is a different world. What, what I'm going to sound old school here because I am old school and getting old. But um, <laughs> there is nothing better if you're a young man or woman and you don't have a clear shot at color even if you're going to college get in the reserves get into an rotc program I, the what i learned i knew I mean really nothing about the military all, all i knew is this was a really cool school and it was a chance to serve my country and no i didn't even know how to salute when i came in to west point i learned pretty darn quick in the first two or three minutes but uh, and when i when, when they turned the 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 wool is loose and and all that's part of the growing experience but uh, whether it's West Point or just regular my my son I'm very proud of him he's a police officer in Lorraine he is a uh, a master sergeant in the military and continuing his career in the reserves Uh, it made a ton of difference for my older son Uh, my younger son's type 1 diabetic so he he can't uh, participate but you know his exposure to uh, army athletics and just the army in general has been phenomenal. Uh, even for my daughters, I would highly, highly recommend, to, you know, because there's a lot of things thrown at you. It's this instant, this instant, that, you know, with what we have going on in our society day and all of the craziness. Um, it is, it is that foundation that will last you a lifetime if you go in and it will provide you discipline you know, responsibility, accountability. It will show you how to mature as a, as a young man or woman, and it will provide you a platform that will serve you the rest of your life. So I strongly recommend whatever branch it is, you know, seriously consider becoming a member of our, our armed forces.
0: Well, and as you've mentioned earlier, it add it, you, you quickly learned leadership skills at a level that would have taken years and years to learn, but you kind of get thrown in it right away. And again, that all carries over to the rest of your career. Most folks only serve for four or eight years kind of thing, and then get out, and they've got the rest of their life. But those leadership skills last forever. And we're talking to Bill Currens, who's the president and managing partner of Cornerstone Consulting a Group of Companies. Um, We're doing this to spotlight NVBDC uh, organizations, and and, uh, his companies are both members and corporate sponsors of NVBDC. And if you want to know more about that uh, organization that certifies, does third-party certification of veteran-owned businesses, go to nvbdc.org. And, Bill, if folks want to know more about uh, your companies and, and the services you provide, because maybe, maybe somebody's listening and saying, you know what, I could, I could really bring in a consultant, but I've, I've had such bad luck with guys, I, I'm reluctant to Maybe I need the anti-consultants, uh, or I need some staffing help or placement help. How, how do they track you down?
1: Well, uh, first, thank you for that, Jim. Um, if, if you call us and you're in trouble and you need help, buckle up because we're going to fix it. It is going to get fixed. So that's the one thing I caution is we're we delivery boys and girls, not messenger boys and girls. Um, and, and, and everything we uh, we drive into, we drive into with uh, uh, full heart and spirit to, to win the battle for for you as as a, as a client. Um, the best way to get a hold of us on that front is ccoconsulting.com, as in Charlie Charlie Oscar Consulting.com, W CCOconsulting.com. The best way, and I want to put one more plug in here, the very best way for you if you want a career with us, which is extremely exciting, especially for uh, young men and women with technical skills, any kind of skills uh, coming out of the military, we want to provide an avenue and a career opportunity for you. The best way to uh, get in front of us is resume. It's an email, resume at CCOconsulting.com. Not resumes, just resume one word, resume at ccoconsulting.com because we want to help uh, provide career opportunities to those who have served our our country um, as well, Jim.
0: Bill, thanks for your time today talking to Veterans Radio to learn more about uh, not only what NVBDC can do but more about uh, uh, the Cornerstone Consulting organization and all the things that you're doing and bringing passion to to make sure businesses are successful and provide uh, opportunities for veterans transitioning out of the military. Bill, thanks for your time today.
1: Absolutely, and thanks a lot, Jim. And hey, for all you out there that are thinking about, go get certified. Don't wait, go do it.
0: And I want to thank everybody for listening to Veterans Radio today. I am Jim Fossone. It's been a pleasure to be your host. I'm a veterans disability lawyer at Legal Help for Veterans. And you can reach us at 800-693-4800 or legalhelpforveterans.com on the web. You can follow Veterans Radio on Facebook and listen to its podcasts and Internet radio shows by going to veteransradio.net. And until next time, you are dismissed. If you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans Appeals, contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800. They're experts in handling cases before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims. Their number again, 1-800-693-4800. We again want to thank our national sponsors, the National Veterans Business Development Council, NVBDC.org, VA Ann Arbor Health Care System, the Vietnam Veterans of America, Charles S. Kettles Chapter, Ann Arbor, Michigan, VFW Graf O'Hara, Post 423 in Ann Arbor and the American Legion Press Corps Post 46 also in Ann Arbor. We appreciate all your support. You can go to veteransradio.net, click on the sponsor level and continue to support keeping Veterans Radio on the air. And until next time, you are dismissed.